Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Psyched Combos on Psychology, Relationships, and Personal Growth. I'm Nicole. And I'm Laura. And today we're going to be talking about limiting beliefs. So before we get started on today's episode, I wanted to remind you guys all that we are doing a 13-day self-esteem challenge that's going to be starting on May 18th. And all you have to do to join that challenge is go to the Psyched Facebook group. Um, And if you can't find that, just searching through Facebook, it should be easy to go to our Instagram at Psyched Convos. There's a link in there. Um, You can go to the Psyched Convos Facebook page and find it through there. Um, but yeah, that is going to be starting on May 18th. So we would love if all of you guys could join that. Um, it's going to be really great. It's going to be 13 days. We're going to be talking about exactly, uh, what self-esteem is understanding your level of self-esteem, how you can bring more awareness to your self-esteem and then how to grow and improve and really strengthen your own level of self-esteem. Uh, so we're super excited to start that. And if you want, you can already join the group. Now we're already posting in there. We're doing a lot of Q and A's. Um, a lot of people are posting tips and advice and things like that. So it's a great community going on already over there. So we'd love if you could join that and yeah, we'll, dive right into the episode. So this topic was actually, again, another listener uh, requested topic. So uh, we're excited to talk about it today. And once again, if you guys have any topics that you want to cover, that you want us to talk about, let us know. Um, we're on Instagram at Psyched Combos. You can let us know there, or you can email hello at psychedcombos.com if there is a specific topic you want to talk about. Um, all right, so we'll just dive right in. So first we're going to talk about what are they? So I'll first explain actually what beliefs are and they're, they are an acceptance that something exists or is true. So especially one without proof. So if we actually believe something is actually true, then we don't really need to have a belief in it. It is basically it's true, but this, but a belief is something that we accept is true, but doesn't necessarily have proof. Right, exactly. And so a limiting belief then is something that we hold, a belief that we hold about ourselves or others that inhibit us in some way. So they aren't necessarily facts. These are just beliefs that we hold about ourselves or others, like I said, that hold us back or limit us from achieving something or going further in life or accomplishing things. Right, right. They really um, often hold us back from uh, taking opportunities or seeing op- even seeing opportunities mm-hmm. in front of us. We might be blinded to them. Right, exactly. And I think um, when we have these limiting beliefs, we are thinking of them as something that's keeping us safe or protecting us when in actuality they're really stopping us from getting the results that we want. So like we said, they... Um, are not facts based in facts typically. And so um, even though we have these beliefs, we treat them as if like they're facts. So that's why we see them as something to keep us safe and protect us. Um, but in reality, they're really just stories we've made up in our heads. And, um, but deep down, I don't think that we, I think we can realize that we have these limiting beliefs and that they're not true because there are people out there and things that are happening that um, kind of contradict these beliefs about ourselves. Right. 
And going back to kind of what I said about keeping us safe, some limiting beliefs do have their place and are based in fact, and they will protect us. Uh, like for example, like you don't put your hand in a fire. Uh, and that's not really, that's even though that, yeah, like that's a limiting belief. Like we can't walk through fire, but it also, it is there for a reason it, it protects us, but um, they also do, some do hold us back. And so we have to then start to learn how to distinguish between which are the ones that are helping us and which are the ones that are hurting us or holding us back. Right, right, exactly. So Nicole, what are the most common uh, limiting beliefs that people have? Well, I would think that for sure, a lot of people have a fear of failure or even a fear of success. So this a lot of times will prevent people from ever even really trying in certain things. This could be in school, sports, work, everything, life, whatever. Um, a lot of times that holds people back. Um, I think another one is that you're not good enough. And this could, be, again, be in a lot of different areas. Um, and I think this is one that comes from childhood or from parents and teachers and other uh, people around us. Um, another one is that we are unlovable. So again, if our parents really didn't maybe give us enough love or make us feel loved all the time, uh, then we can have this limiting belief. Another one is that we don't deserve something or are not worthy of something. Um, and that's basically, I guess, if, you know, if you are, uh, get an opportunity of some sort and then you start thinking to yourself, oh, well, shouldn't this person get this instead of me? Like, I don't get why I am getting this over this other person. I don't think I deserve this over anyone else. Uh, so that can hold us back quite a bit. Another one is others hold me back. So placing blame or placing excuses on other people and why other people aren't letting us do something or that's the reason why we aren't achieving something is because someone else isn't allowing us to. Um, yeah. That's a pretty big one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I think another common one, and this is more related to uh, maybe career, but uh, when people have negative attributes of people who are wealthy or rich, um, and I have a lot of money. So if we attribute that, um, attribute these negative uh, feelings towards these people who have a lot of money, then we will never end up getting that money or having that money because we don't want to turn into those people. So for example, uh, maybe people think that uh, wealthy people are selfish or they're greedy or they're not nice or they're um, not very generous, stingy, negative, all those types of negative things. So in, because we don't want to turn into that, we say that, oh, uh, these people are bad, so we don't want to get money and we don't want to have right. a lot of money because we don't want to turn into those people. Right, right. Another one I think is that uh, sometimes we feel like there's not enough for everyone. And so we feel like we need to do the right thing and miss out. Um, and this is really coming from a, a sense of lack instead of abundance. Um, and so, you know, we, we decide that, no, we, we can't have that because there's not enough. Um, and another one would be, um, I don't have enough and kind of just slip any other um, example in there, such as I don't have enough time. So sometimes uh, we think we don't have enough time, we don't have enough money, I don't have enough support, I don't have enough experience. So any of those that can be, you know, slide in any <laughs> uh, 
description there and you can have have a limiting belief. Yeah, and I actually, um, I think I read this study that was done and they, uh, I think it was more focused around like business, but they asked people what their biggest roadblock or factor that they that was causing them to not be achieving their goals and their business. And the three most, there were three common ones and it was time resources and another one, it might've been money. And, uh, and they did this experiment where they separated those three groups and then they gave those people all the things that they said they didn't have enough of. So one group got time, one group got money, one group got more resources or like, you know, software, technology, whatever. Um, and to see if they, that was really the cause of why they weren't achieving these goals. And in actuality, none of them ended up doing it or achieving it anyway. So even when they had those things that they claimed they needed to achieve these goals, when they actually got them, they didn't actually help them and it didn't do anything. So kind of just, just proving them and proving them wrong that that's not true. Yeah. Not, not good evidence for, to believe mm-hmm. that that's the case. <laughs> right, right. So and probably the last one and probably the biggest one is just the overall phrase, I can't handle it. So kind of believing that you just can't handle whatever that is that you're facing, you know, mm-hmm. and so then you end up uh, deciding not to follow through or not to try something, um, you know, that kind of thing. So um, that that's probably one of the biggest ones. Right, exactly. And uh, where do these limiting beliefs come from? So we really do start forming our beliefs about ourselves and about our, uh, who we are and our abilities from childhood. Um, again, the first three years of our life are really important. And depending on our caregivers, they, um, they basically mirror back to us how they, their behavior toward us sort of tells us who we are. And so then we start internalizing that. And if their beliefs about us were a certain way, then that's what we start believing ourselves. And so it becomes very uh, ingrained in our brain. And from that point on, we kind of continue in the world. Any experience that we have, we see through that lens. Mm -hmm. And so it continues to uh, to reaffirm that belief so that it becomes very, very hardwired in our brain. And right. it's very hard to then start seeing that this is not a, a true statement. You know, it could come from like our educators, our, um, uh, again, experiences with peers, anything like that, that will will draw that in and experience that and through that same lens. And that'll continue to confirm that belief. Right. And well, these beliefs form our ideas about how we see the world and what we expect from the world and what we um, come to rely on, basically. And so they are all formed more in childhood. Um, And then when so we have this like view of the world and we have this understanding of the world. And so these beliefs are we look for things that confirm our current understanding and perspective of the world. Right. And we often, and, and basically the brain has a tendency to absorb and hold on to negative experiences. And again, that comes from our desire to, to survive. You know, that becomes a prominent thing for most of us. That's how we live our lives. Um, and so we, so we tend to ignore positives that come, 
come around any positive experiences. We might recognize them briefly, but then we, we forget about them. And truthfully, most of our experiences are pretty neutral or positive, but we really um, hold on to those negatives. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think also the main thing about these limiting beliefs is that they are more based in fear and are fear driven. So I think that kind of ties into those negative beliefs. So a lot of times when we have a negative experience, we probably form those beliefs that come from a more fear based because we don't want to have that negative experience again. We're scared of having that negative experience again. And so that's where a lot of these beliefs come from as well. Right, right. All right. So how do we get past these limiting beliefs? That's probably the main focus now that we've covered where they come from. Hopefully you can start identifying some of your limiting beliefs based on um, some of the examples that we gave. Since those are really common, you probably have at least one of those. Um, so that's a good starting place. But for getting past them, uh, the biggest thing and first step that I always like to talk about is awareness. <laughs> so you can't fix something if you're not aware of it. So becoming aware of your limiting beliefs is really that first step. And you can do this by uh, noticing when you're feeling fear or resistance and try to notice and ask yourself, is this coming from a place of my limiting belief or is this actually coming from a place of, uh, based in fact and truth? Yeah, and so in order to become aware, um, we really want to practice by continuing to try to untangle those beliefs and remain present with them. And two ways that we can do that is through mindfulness and self-compassion. And sometimes, I mean, some people might, I know we talk about mindfulness and throw that term around a lot, um, but I just want to read a description about what that is, a definition so that um, it, you understand what that means. And basically mindfulness is a means for maintaining a moment to moment awareness of our thoughts, our feelings, our bodily sensations and surrounding environment through a gentle, non-judgmental, nurturing lens. And so this observing non-reactive response enables you to consciously respond with clarity and focus. So rather than to react out of a habitual pattern, which is often what we do. Um, so it opens up the possibility for working more wisely with the difficulties in our life and helping us choose what is nurturing to, our, to ourselves or for others. And so that's what mindfulness really is. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so once we can use those tools, that mindfulness, self-compassion, um, noticing all of that, becoming aware, that can really, that's like the catalyst, that's what can, we can use to start changing these limiting beliefs and moving past these limiting beliefs and working on them and hopefully creating some um, different beliefs. So once you start noticing these, um, I think it's really helpful to start writing these down. Um, that'll help you with your awareness and understanding of it. And I think it probably can help you uh, notice when you're doing it in your everyday life too. Mm -hmm. um, and then once you do that, start looking, you can start looking for evidence that shows that they are not true. So contradictory evidence. So again, okay. I guess for the, I don't have enough money excuse, uh, you can say, okay, where's some evidence that shows that this isn't true. So you could say, well, I spent like, let's say you're saying, oh, I don't have enough money to like go out to a nice dinner. It's like, well, 
look at what you're spending. You could say, well, I spent $200 this month on going to a spa or getting my hair done, like maybe. So there you go. So there you're just we're prioritizing that over going to a nice dinner. So it's really just changing your perspective on that and finding those, those um, contradictory points that can mm -hmm. prove, disprove your limiting belief that you have. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, once you can start seeing, oh, look at all this evidence that is showing that my limiting belief isn't true, that's when we can start realizing and working on recreating a new belief around that. So for that one, for example, you just say to yourself, oh, I just realized now that my limiting belief isn't I don't have enough money for going out to a nice dinner. It's now my belief is I, um, I do have enough money to go out for dinner. It's just about prioritizing that I want to, what I want to do and where I want to spend my money. Right, right. Often our limiting beliefs tend to be very habitual. So they will come into our minds first thing since that's been what we've been doing all along. Um, and that's something that we can't necessarily control that they come into our mind, but we do have the ability to control how we actually deal with them. So uh, if we continue to just jump, you know, impulsively react to these. Uh, beliefs, then we're going to continue to change to not make, we're going to continue to do the same things we've been doing. But if we, if when we recognize them, they, those thoughts came into our head and then we, we stop and we look at them, um, we can start making different choices. So now we can change how, you know, that thought came in. I recognize that as a limiting belief. And now I can make some different choices about how I want to respond to them. So that's where we truly have the control. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then, of course, if really it's, it's a struggle and trying to work through these limiting beliefs or really becoming aware of them, um, it's always, you know, I think good, a good idea to consider therapy. Uh, sometimes it's hard for us to do that. You know, we're not aware uh, about what we do, but somebody from the outside looking in can be more um, objective of, and in terms of what they see, and so can kind of point out, recognizing that here are some limiting beliefs that you you are having. Mm -hmm. uh, so that I think is important. Um, yeah, I think getting an objective and outside perspective can be really helpful, especially with this, because. Like we said, since they are so ingrained in us and they are from our childhood, we have literally seen the world through this viewpoint from, for our entire lives. It can be really hard to recognize those on our own. Right, right. So sometimes we need some an outside perspective in order to help us with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I thought we'd end with a, a quote by Marianne Williamson, which is um, a good one, I think. Uh, with that relating to limiting beliefs. Um, and so it says, nothing binds you except your thoughts, nothing limits you except your fear, and nothing controls you except your beliefs. So kind of a, kind of to sum it up that limiting <laughs> beliefs really are. Yep, perfect. Are, yeah. <laughs> how All they, right. How they are. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll talk to you guys next week. 
Thanks so much again for listening, guys. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, We would love, once again, if you could share this episode with a friend, anyone who you think could really benefit from this. I think we all have limiting beliefs that we probably aren't even aware of. So bringing this to awareness is really important. So we want to share this as much as possible with people. So um, if you could tag a friend in this episode, you can make it your Instagram story. Anything like that would be really helpful. And we would love to see that. Um, Also, if you have haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That would be really helpful as well. Um, And once again, I want to remind you guys about the 13-day self-esteem challenge that we are doing in the Psyched Facebook group. So that again is starting on May 18th, and we're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff in there. We're going to be posting almost every day, basically, um, tips on self-esteem, questions surrounding self-esteem. We're going to be answering your questions on self-esteem and personal development. And then we're going to be starting that challenge on May 18th. That's really going to dive into helping you grow and build and develop your own self-esteem. So we think that's going to be really valuable to you guys, really helpful. Um, So yeah, go ahead and join that. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Combo, so You can follow and join the Facebook group there. And once again, we really want to hear from you guys. So if you have any questions, feedback, any episodes that you want us to do, topics that you want us to cover, we would love to hear that from you guys as well. You can DM us and um, we're on Instagram at Psyched Combos, or you can email us at hello at psychedcombos.com. We just want to hear from you guys as much as possible, see what you guys like, what you don't like. Um, So that'd be really great as well. And otherwise, we will talk to you guys next week. Mm -hmm.